Welcome to episode two of the Chronic Faith Podcast, a Bible study for people living with chronic pain or illness. My name is Katie, and this podcast is an online small group where we can share our stories and encourage one another. With that in mind, be sure to join the Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. It's a place where we can continue the conversation throughout the week. Every episode, we will have a biblical devotional and a practical tip for living with chronic pain or illness. In season one, we're focusing on the healing miracles of Jesus. The second healing miracle of Jesus is found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I'm going to read the account from Mark's version because he had the most detail. Mark 1, 29-31 says this, And immediately he, it's Jesus, left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand, lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. First question I ask when I'm reading a passage that starts the way that verse 29 does is, what just happened? Verse 29 says, and immediately he left the synagogue. If we go back several verses, we learn that Jesus was in Capernaum teaching in the synagogue, and a man with an unclean spirit started yelling that Jesus was the Son of God. Jesus rebuked this spirit and called it out of the man. After this took place, verses 27 and 28 say, and they, the people in the synagogue, were all amazed so that they questioned among themselves saying, what is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even unclean spirits and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. Now, imagine being the disciples in this situation. You've just started following this new rabbi. You've seen him do miracles already, speak with authority in the synagogue, and now he calls out an unclean spirit. It would be a lot to process. And then you're Simon, bringing this rabbi into your home where your mother-in-law is ill. Of course you're going to see if Jesus can help. Simon, being the one to ask for help, is the thing that sticks out to me most in this story. In Luke's account of the story, it says that they appealed to him on her behalf. We saw advocating take place in the last episode, too, with the royal official coming to advocate on behalf of his son for healing. And, spoiler alert, this won't be the last time that we see someone appealing to Jesus for healing for someone else. And that's the main point of today's podcast. Find your people. Who is in your circle? Who has your back on the good days and bad? Who can you just be you with? Whether that's the you that's fun and has energy, or the you that's flaring and can't get out of bed. I try to share pretty openly and broadly about my journey of chronic pain and the lessons of faith I'm learning along the way, but there's a very small number of people who have seen the up-close Katie dealing with chronic pain. I keep that circle intentionally small, because chronic pain is a heavy weight to share with someone. It affects every aspect of your life. And it can be a lot to explain to a person. And not everybody's cut out for it. Since my pain started when I was 13, I I just don't know any different. I've lost a lot of friends throughout the years. And the enemy would love for me to believe that I lost all those friends because of my chronic pain. 
that the weight was too much to bear and I was too much for them. Here's the truth, though. Some of those friends did leave because it was too much to understand. But some, we just drifted because people got married out of college and I didn't. People moved and our lives, we just went in different directions. I remember one time saying, um, talking to a therapist when I was talking about my friendships in high school falling apart and the loneliness I felt. Um, the therapist said, Katie, just like how you need to give yourself grace for being a 50-year-old kid dealing with intense chronic pain, you also need to give grace to your 15-year-old friends. You are all kids. This was so helpful to me because we naturally look back on our lives with the wisdom and maturity that we currently possess. And we forget that we didn't have that same level of wisdom in that situation. We were doing the best we could with what we had. So while it is true that I've lost a lot of friends through the decades of chronic pain, I've also found my people. We can't do this without people. Average, ordinary people can't do life alone. And when you have chronic pain or illness, your life is anything but average or ordinary. I get that even when you're around people, you can still feel all alone. I used to say that when I was at family gatherings, I felt surrounded in love, but all alone. And, and I'm not talking about getting a huge group of people together and having them around all the time. I'm talking about who are the people in your life who see you, who see you for you. Finding your people who see you for who you are, not your pain or your symptoms, who when you're laying in bed or on the couch in pain, look at you without pity. They look at you with care and compassion. Finding your people who you can cancel on without recourse. Let's be honest. You're going to have to cancel plans more than the average person. And your true friends, they don't keep score. Finding people you can have fun with. It's not healthy to just sit around and talk about your pain and symptoms all day. Who are the people that you can have fun and laugh with? Find your people that you don't have to power through for. You can say, hey, I need to sit down for a minute. Or, hey, I need fill in the blank. And they're receptive. Find your people who point you to Jesus in an authentic and passionate way. We need people in our lives who can remind us of the goodness, faithfulness, and kindness of Jesus on days where he feels distant and cruel. Find the people who will practice the ministry of presence, whether that's showing up to a treatment or an appointment with you, or just coming over and being with you. The ministry of presence is a superpower trait of friendship, and it's a rare gift to find in someone. Those are just a few qualities of the friends that I look for, and your list may be different. I'd, I'd love to hear it. The main point is that we find people who love us where we are and encourage us to continue to pursue the healer in the midst of our pain. I don't know where you're at with finding a community. Maybe you have a spouse that is rock solid in your chronic pain journey. Or maybe they just don't understand why you can't do fill in the blank anymore. Maybe you're single like me. And so you're more dependent on friends who have lives and families of their own to care for you. And you, you just don't want to feel like a burden. 
Wherever you land on the spectrum of having a community of people, we all need each other. I've heard it said that everyone is rich and everyone is poor. It may feel like all you bring to a friendship is poverty, but that just isn't true. You have wealth and worth to bring into a friendship. You are more than your pain. You are more than your list of symptoms. You are worthy of being friends with someone, and others can be blessed by your friendship. So find your people and surround yourself with people who see you for you. Just like it matters who you surround yourself with, it also matters what you fill your mind with. When I was in college, I had a hard time reading because it would cause my headache to skyrocket. And, in full transparency, I didn't prioritize reading the Bible as a result. I put my school studies above it. What I did instead was I found worship songs that were straight from scripture, made a playlist, and then had it on repeat. I've heard this quote, worship shifts your environment, and I don't remember where I first heard that, but it's, it's rung true in my life. And a practice that I've done the last several years is creating a playlist based off of a word or a phrase that I feel Holy Spirit speaking to me over that season of time. Playlists I've created have had themes about joy, risking it, um, nerves, adventure, heart. So here's how I create that playlist. I first spend time in prayer and reflection for what words or phrases I feel like Holy Spirit is highlighting for me in the coming season. Then, with that word or phrase in mind, I build a playlist in Spotify around that theme. Sometimes I'll ask friends for uh, song ideas, and sometimes the word or phrase is directly in the song. Other times it's just like the general theme of the song that it re resonates. But anyways, once that's done, then I just have that playlist on in the background regularly, and worship music shifts the atmosphere. Having done this for several years, one of the huge benefits is that I'm able to share these playlists with friends when the situation arises. And check out the show notes. I've got some examples uh, linked down there. So what are the worship songs that are resonating with you right now in this season? I would love to hear about the songs you're listening to in our Facebook group. So check out the show notes and join. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.